What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us this week. We're back for you today. Two guys between two glasses where we... To make you think. We're super excited about this week's episode. We're actually touching on something quite out there, but still pretty relevant, still pretty interesting. Uh, just kind of, uh, I guess, given one of the people that are involved, uh, a lifelong conspiracy at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're really excited about this one. Um, this is just kind of a, a topic that we've been wanting to talk about, but not quite sure how to hit it. And it, it's a it's a big topic. Um, so it might be a it might become a series actually the more we unravel it the, the more, more we, we unfold digest it, it. Ooh, the more we digest <laughs> it yeah um but yeah today we're gonna be talking about uh the royal family and the conspiracy series conspiracy theories that come with the royal family the conspiracy series of the royal family Ooh. involving their conspiracy theories regarding well, theories that involve conspiracies about what they do behind closed doors <laughs> yes and what they choose to do out in public which is alarming Anyways, uh, Ben, start us off. Dude. Yeah, so I guess really how we how we ended up here is Grady and I were laughing as we always do on Mondays when we get together, and it's been a well for him a work day uh, for me not really I kind of had a lazy day today, but um, just really kind of one of those conversations of what do we want to talk about? What do we think is something interesting we can touch on? And we landed on the fact that the Queen has been alive as long as pretty much anybody can remember at this point. So we were like, where can we go with this? And then we, we ended up on an Instagram video that Grady sent me, which was literally mind-blowing. And then we were like, what about Princess Diana's death? Like, we should be talking about this. These are subjects that a lot of people don't really focus on, I think, because we beat them in the independence. I mean, because it's not really relevant to us over here. But it's one of those things that I think has a lot to be said about. So, Well, and to be fair, the Princess Diana death is a is a an older conspiracy theory that kind of gets thrown under the rug, if you will. Um, because it is the Royal family. I was really worried you were going to say bus. Oh God. <laughs> I was really oh. worried you were going to say bus. Oh God. I would not. That's a, if that's not taboo, I don't know what is. Yeah. Right. Um, oh man. But anyways, I feel like it kind of gets thrown under the rug because it's the Royal family and because everybody knows the Royal family is corrupt in its ways. Um, I feel like the United States presidents gets a lot more attention still to this day. I mean, when we just think of the History Channel and we think about, you know, all of the conspiracy theories that we see. Uh, uh, I want to say it, it was the early 90s that Princess Diana did pass away. 1997. Um, 1997. 1997. Uh, just before 9-11. But I still think that, um, you know, the presidents and the, the, the JFK assassination still gets more attention to this day as opposed to the Princess Diana one, which is a whole conspiracy in itself. So, um, Ben, why don't you start us off with the, the Princess Diana. Give us some heat. What do you got? Yeah, so we did some research into this, and fun fact, my mom is actually a huge Princess Diana buff. Like, she loved Princess Diana, has her auto, like a book about her. I don't want to say autobiography because I don't know if she wrote it, but... A book about her and all this stuff and she basically got killed i'm looking at the day right now folks it is august 31st 1997 uh where they were involved in a car accident they were um let's see they were driving in a mercedes and oh contrary to i thought they were killed by a bus but they actually crashed and in, crashed into a pillar in the ponte de alma underpass um, essentially, she was in the car with a Muslim man named Mohammed Al-Fayed. And the reason I mention his religion is because 
Um, this was part of the conspiracy that she was killed by the royal family because they weren't wanting her to be associated with somebody outside of, um, you know, outside of their royal religion, I guess I'll put it that way. I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, but essentially she died and there's this whole argument that it was actually the queen who helped orchestrate it along with uh, um, the husband. In terms of getting her exiled from the family, you can't really do that without making a huge publicity stunt and making the royal family look bad. So why not tie up loose ends? Am I right? Um, True. <laughs> you, know? you know what's interesting too? I've actually been to that. Uh, now that we talk about it, I've been to that crash site. I've been to that pillar and it's a super monumental and kind of, sorry to cut you off there, but it's almost a feeling like I've also been to Normandy. Sorry guys, humble brag here. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. No. Um, but it's also that, that super eerie feeling that you get almost like what we talked about last week when you, when you go next to that concrete bunker and you're just like, I should like, I like not, maybe I don't deserve to be here or like something, something's going on here and I need to get out of here. Exactly. And the thing that, the thing that sends my, my mind kind of down where this would be a possibility is because like that would be very hard for somebody common to do. Um, from what I've heard for people who have lived in England, um, they say it's a pretty clear distinction between the class of people that live there. And I mean, here in the United States, you can make the argument that that is the case, but it's really, really the case over there, folks. Like when you're part of the royal family, Grady will touch on this a little bit from his experiences when he was in in England, another humble brag. <laughs> um, uh, essentially, things go on, folks, that not every, I want to say commoner, but that sounds really bad, but I'll, I'll use the word, not every commoner is kind of aware of in terms of decisions that are being made and stuff that that's happening. Um, they are the kind of people who would be in place to make something like this look like an accident. So for me, if there's, you guys know how I am, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know, I like to give the benefit of the doubt. If there's a chance, more than likely that's the route they took, um, especially back in, in 97. I mean, when you think about street cams and, and, and forensics and, and all of this stuff that we have these days, it's a lot easier to pull off something like that. I mean, I guess, Freddie, what do you what do you think about it in terms of, of, of the actual family doing something like that? So it's hard to say because I feel like so much stuff, especially to the royal family, the publicity and the media portrays it as they're a secret kind of group of people that have all this money and have all this fame and they are royalty and they have all these celebrity luxuries if you will yes and with those celebrity luxuries comes the the uh, ability to throw stuff under the rug and not deal with it and i feel like that is the problem that is the root of the problem similar to our world that we live in people like to throw up their problems under the rug um but just that idea of like hey, we're the royal family. We don't need to deal with it because of what my last name is and who we are. Um, I hate to like make a comparison, but the one thing that I can think of is like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Yes. Like when you are always in the spotlight, people know you have issues, but it's, you have the, the, you have the media and pardon my French, but you have the media by the balls yeah in the sense that like you can release what you want when you want and how you want to 
because you have the power. Exactly. I think you bring up a good point, Grady, because that's honestly something, I guess, if you want to take it even a step further, they probably have more say in terms of what gets published about them than we think. Oh, you know, and like what's down and again, dude. like, you who's know, going to say no to a 97 year old woman who's she's 95, 95. <laughs> okay. 95 year old woman who's probably going to live to be 105, dude. Well, I mean, dude, she's alive and kicking it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I mean, it's weird, folks. Like, because we, we did a little bit of a digging into Princess Diana and how exactly she meshed with the royal family. And, and Grady brought up uh, an interesting fact about the two sons, which I kind of want you to share because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate a little bit more on it after you share what, what, what it is that you, uh, you uncovered. And, and I guess while you're, while you're pulling it up, it's going to tie around essentially into why we think there was more reasoning behind a staging of her death. Okay, so I want I want to get to that, but before I get to that, there's a little bit of this Princess Diana thing that I feel like we need to develop a little bit. Okay, there's something that I found in my research that I think is really interesting, and as terrible as this is, I could totally see this happening. So, like like you said, Ben, Princess Diana was in the car with Mr. Fayed. Yep. Is that how you say? Okay. Um, and according to Mr. Fayed said that the Royal family could not accept that an Egyptian Muslim could eventually be the stepfather of the future King of England. And so plotted to kill her off. I don't put it past them. It's exactly where yeah, I'm at. Man, as a Muslim dude, people do stupid things in the name of religion, man. Stupid exactly. things, dude. And it's like, you know, it's one of those things where we, where we are in our society, where we grew up in, in our friend group and our surroundings. For us, it's like to judge somebody based off of religion, that's just stupid. But you have to think, this is the royal family, folks. These are people who have been in charge of the country for centuries literally centuries how would that look yeah you know how would that look there's there's probably we've all seen the princess diaries and hathaway freaking killed that oh you know duh. come on like bro. um you know there are rules and and regulations and things you have to abide by just for the fact that you're part of that family and i wouldn't put it past them i really wouldn't i think people have committed murder for way stupider reasons so i agree um, so this is uh, from the article. Um, it's actually from the UK, which is really interesting. This article Baller. is from the UK. Um, it says, Discussion of potential pregnancy came up even before Princess Diana died. During a holiday in France a few weeks before, some newspapers speculated that she might be pregnant, and the speculation was buoyed by the mysterious comments Diana made about a big surprise. Okay. Dun -na -dun -na -dun. <laughs> could be a stretch. It could be a stretch. It's one of those things that's left open to interpretation. Exactly. I guess. Open to interpretation, which we love because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. That's what we're all about. <laughs> Dude. But no, seriously, I mean, like, because when you think about it, folks, like, to, to get, you know, a little bit. Like, you, you you know, we don't have a lot of understanding of the royal family. You guys remember the royal wedding between Prince William and Kate, I think it was? Mm -hmm. And how big of a deal it was that she wasn't as, like, classy as the people that the queen would have liked. And well, the she whole... wasn't royal. Oh, she, she wasn't? She didn't have... Uh -uh. Oh, that's crazy, dude. I that's thought she why... was. 
Dude, that's why it was such a controversy. Well, see, I was going to say that because I, I remember there was like memes and shit going stuff going on, excuse me, about how she might get, you know, killed or she might die randomly before the wedding and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, and it, it's crazy because Prince Harry was always the rebellious one. Yeah. He was always the one that was like, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do me. Like I'm that not, Oprah special? I'm not about. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, the man even said in that Oprah special that he thinks there was that the royal family had something to do. Well, he didn't say he I, to quote. He didn't say that the royal family had something to do, but he thinks there was higher powers at play. I believe is how he said it. Something along those lines, which of course the media took as like, oh my God, Prince Harry confirms royal family had something to do with the killing of Princess Diana. But that's not the case. I mean, he didn't blatantly just go out there and say that. And I think he is more of an intelligent man than to go out there and say something like that openly. Yeah. Um, but speaking of not to put any bad cred on Princess Diana's name, I really want you to share. Yes. Because I think, this will relate to yes, full I, circle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think I'm just going to play this video for you guys to hear it um, because there's really no... I can't explain it any better than this person did in the video. So uh, this is from the Conspiracy Bible on Instagram. This is something that we use for a lot of our resources and it just... It's a conversation starter. It's kind of a spearhead for us. Yes, it is. All right, here we go. Does Prince Harry have a different dad than Prince William? When you look at the two, they don't really look alike. When you put Prince Charles next to Prince William and Harry, you're like, I see the resemblance here, but not here. I mean, these two are twins, whereas these two, not so much. You know, Princess Diana met James Hewitt. He was her riding instructor, and they had a five-year affair. Then you start to wonder when you look at him, why does Prince Harry look so much like James Hewitt? They look very alike, and the side profile is almost identical. We also cannot forget the red hair. What? There are so many conversations going on. How Prince William is the only son of Prince Charles. Now Prince Harry is James Hewitt's son. So is this man Prince Harry's dad? I mean, at this point, anything's possible. But again, you know, just one more last look. If I had to put money on it, I would say James Hewitt is Prince Harry's father. Making Prince Harry and Prince William half-brothers. Does Prince Harry have a different... Boom. <laughs> boom. Here comes the boom. And we'll we'll post that we'll post that TikTok video to our Instagram page. Actually, that Instagram reel to our Instagram page, so you guys can watch it for yourselves and you know hear the audio and see the pictures of comparison. Okay, but is literally okay. Also, sorry, sorry. <laughs> this just this gets me this gets me going. This one because I didn't I didn't really know. I knew that there was an affair. I knew that Princess Diana was kind of like you know kind of having a good time. And I also she think was the that... Bill Clinton of the royal family. Oh, <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That's <laughs> exactly how he said it. <laughs> but I also think it's where Prince Harry gets a little bit of his like rebellious side of the non-traditional type of thing and. Red hair is a dominant gene. It just of course. Yeah. Red hair is a dominant gene. Look at Ron Weasley. Oh, God. Ron Weasley. Please tell me y'all have seen Harry Potter Puppet oh, Pals. I mean, come, come on. on dude, y'all. Come on, y'all. But, no, seriously. I mean, folks, like, you know, we, we, we like to make fun of... Not, not make fun. We like to have fun while conveying these conspiracy theories because, as a matter of fact, it's scary when you think of the world we live in and when you really sit down and think of what is actually possible and what these families 
and what these people in power can get away with and what they can do behind closed doors. Um, I've never, I, I was in London once. It was actually for the, for the Olympics, but I was there on the layover for about eight and a half hours, um, which was fun because I got to see Royal Guard and all that stuff. I actually saw Alicia Keys at that airport, which was baller, but... Um, humble flex. Humble flex. I didn't get to say hi to her though. Um, anyways... But what I was saying is, is like, you know, we go to these countries and, and we go to see the sightseeing, we go to see the tourist aspect of it, but we don't really stop and think of what is going on behind those closed doors. We don't really stop and pay attention to things that seem abnormal from what's going on here in terms of how political parties act, how people in power act, what are they doing on a day to day, what kind of legislation, what kind of regulations are being passed and all that stuff. And I think that's a big part of, of what it has to do with. Um, one of the one of the biggest reasons why I really wanted to talk about this tonight was Grady and I spent, you know, a solid half hour talking about this topic before we sat down to record just kind of about personal experiences. And Grady, if, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot to share about what you saw when you were, you know, in the country that lost the War of Independence, um, <laughs> how did it go? What did you see? Yeah, so we were in, um, mind you, this was about 10 years ago, 2012, uh, so nine years ago. Um, we were in the heart of London, like the touristy part of London. It's a little town, little area called Piccadilly. Um, all the like super cool soccer shops and the, you know, the touristy Burberry stores and, you know, the high class tourist part of London. Anyways, um, anytime you were down there, if you like, if you're a true conspiracy person, you believe in conspiracies you're always aware of what's going on around you. And I I was very curious. I really wanted to take it all in when I was there and you know, not only just pay attention to the bright lights and shiny things, but like okay, what's behind that? You know, what what's what's going on besides the things that they want us to see? Cuz they're going to shove the things that they want us to see like directly in your face, but like okay, what's going on behind that? Um and I I've always been a curious person, always been a behind the scenes kind of person. And uh, just kind of as we're walking around, you know, in this town and, you know, just different parts of London, we went over the that cool bridge where they did the, the Harry Potter scene where they broke the bridge and they did all that. And, uh, we went to the London Shard, which is a really super cool building. It looks like a big old knife or whatever. Um, and if you look down at alleyways and stuff, there's some shady stuff going on there. Um and not in terms of like drug deals or something, but like um, those London guards that we see in movies and stuff, that's real deal, man. Like those guys with the furry hats and the red suits. I saw that. There's, I could name a couple times, maybe two, three, four times where I would look down an alleyway and you see two London guards standing at the entrance of the alleyway. And then you're not really supposed to look beyond that because they're looking dead at you like, don't look this way kind of thing. Mind your business, commoner. <laughs> mind, your, mind your business. Um, but beyond that, multiple times I saw two guys in suits having a conversation. And that is corruption of royal family right there. That is what I think of. Okay, what is going on in this world? Like... Yes, I believe that there's things that we shouldn't know. I totally agree with that. I don't think as a common American, we should know probably 60 to 70% of things that go on in the world. Like 
really believe that. But I think they're holding 90% and only giving us 10%. That's interesting because I have to disagree. See, I think I think that as a freestanding society, we should be able to, and again, I speak for the United States. You know, I, I've like I said, I've been to England once. But I think power should be given, information should be given to the people. And you can use the information as power type thing. And obviously, I'm not saying we should know our nuclear launch codes or where our nukes are stored at or, you know, all this stuff. But it's like we should be aware of, of, of deals and things that could have potential impact on our next generation of family, our next generation of people. Because I think ultimately those things will help shape us to be better. Now, obviously, when it, you know we spoke about it during our, our alien conspiracy theory episode um, with how much is the government willing to release in order not to cause mass hysteria and all of this stuff. But really, when you boil down to it, I think that people should be involved in what's going on with government more so just so they are aware of what it actually takes to make decisions, like why certain things are being passed, why certain things are being introduced. Because if you don't, you're going to have two guys on a couch on a Monday night <laughs> releasing <laughs> conspiracy theories podcast about what's going on, you know? Okay, knowledge is power. I love that you said that. But there's always got to be a but. There's always big butts. There's always big butts, and I cannot lie, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to hit me with the, the Uncle Ben with great power. It comes great responsibility, <laughs> dude. But I guess that's too soon, too. No? Remember Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is that the common folk or the common person does not know how to handle the knowledge to use the power effectively i like that and so that's why i believe that government is afraid to release so much information and so they hold so much from us that we know that they're holding so much from us see i wish that they would let more go but still hold on to the same amount hold on to an amount that is safe for both sides i don't know what that amount is but I think that it would be okay if they released a little bit more for us so that there wasn't so much conspiracy left for the common folk. And see, Grady, I, I hear where you're coming from, and I kind of I, I agree with you in that. I like the how you said it, the release just enough, but not all of it. But I also think when we look at it big picture, if we put ourselves in the hot seat of the leader of a free world or, or you know somebody like the queen, who is 95 years old, dude. She was born in 1926, man. That's... Yo, she's man. lived through some that, ish, that's, dude. Yeah, dude, for real. But how would it look if a government or a royal family or anybody in power came out and said, yeah, we actually assassinated JFK, and here's why. It wasn't in our best interests, but I'm not that kind of politician. Or, oh, we actually killed Princess Diana because she was going to do X, Y, and Z with this guy and he wasn't of royal interest or of good interest for the country or whatever. And it's like, that's scary in itself because you would have, kind of like what's going on here in the United States right now, you'd have massive division in terms of, I think I'm right, this is how the government should be and people who don't agree with it. And I think that's where you're coming from and when you say that it would cause more problem than good because there'd be more division, there'd be more chaos, there'd be more... How much can I actually trust the government? How much can I actually stand for this country? How much can I actually do for this person when they did something so horrific to one of their own? You know? Right. And I think I kind of want to wrap this episode up. Um, but I want to leave you as a listener with one question. 
well, I guess two is kind of a two-part question. If England or if the United States, and this kind of goes for all of our conspiracy topics, were to release a what would be known as a black line or a confidential or conspiracy topic to the general public, if and when would be a good time for them to do that? And what do you think the outcome would be? Boom. That might be our conversation next week. Let us know what you think. I don't even know how I would answer that question. I don't either. Um, but I think you. that that would be a really good topic for us to discuss. Um, I think that it would be a politically charged topic. Um, I wish that it wouldn't be a politically charged topic, but I think the media would center it around politics. Of course. <laughs> right. That's how it, was, how it goes. Of course. Um, All I got to say. Right. And as always, guys, let us know what you think. Um, we love the feedback as always. Shout out to Ben's dad for always hooking us up with the good feedback. Yeah, thanks, dad. <laughs> um, shout out to the homies at Total Wine for always hooking us up with the goodies. Too. Um, also, we're going to start a new possibly video series. Yes. Um, centered around new spirits. And so not the paranormal kind. Yeah. Not unless, the, unless you have enough of those spirits, then maybe you'll start right. seeing paranormal yeah, exactly. kind. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we'll probably, we might do an Instagram live or something to start it out. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in that, that'd be kind of cool. We're thinking about doing that because it's a, it's a big craze around the TikTok world and Instagram world right now. And if you got a spirit you want us to, to, to review for you, let us know, let you know what we think of it. Because believe, believe me, we have a yeah. fairly decent good experience with it. Let exactly. us know. All right, guys. Have a good week. Peace. Bye.